This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's good, my dude? How are you doing? I'm doing great, Luke. Today, we're going to be talking about the final roster, opening night, our predictions for the season. I got my AD jersey on. I'm ready to go. We got basketball just on the horizon. I want to thank yeah. all tomorrow. of our followers. Tomorrow. Thank all of our followers. Invite you to please subscribe to the pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. It's going to be a fun ride. So come on it with us. And if you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends. Throw us a comment. Also, Luke Walton Tux Lakers is part of the Basketball Podcast Network. So be sure to check out the other great shows on our network. And please follow us on social media at Luke Walton Laker on Twitter and at Luke Walton Tux Lakers on Instagram. Thank you, Luke. All right, let's jump into a quick round of in or out. In. Luke. In or out, Austin Reeves, a.k.a. Hillbilly Kobe, will be in the rotation on opening night. In. Yeah, Speaking in. to the existence. Vogel said he has my trust, word for word. That's what Vogel said. Oh, snap. That means that, means that Vogel saw he can play defense. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the translation. That's, <laughs> that's what that means, everybody. <laughs> uh, and Braun called him out to do shooting drills with him yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. It was kind of had a little viral moment on Twitter. I didn't see that. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. I heard that, uh, uh, yeah, LeBron called him like, He's a, he's a legit NBA player or something, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Lines. yeah it's, it's good. It's a huge compliment as a rook. Oh, for real. Uh, all right, Luke, in or out? Starting for the Los Angeles Lakers, Kent Bazemore. In. Yeah, me too, in. He, he was really humble about it too. They asked him, how, like, how'd, you, how'd you feel about starting? And he's like, yeah. I mean, it'd be an honor to start on a team with like this caliber of player, but I need to play better. Like, I didn't play very well in the preseason. Like, nice. Yeah, it was cool. It's good. This is a different Kent Bazemore than last time he was here. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's been around. He's been around yeah. for a minute now. Yeah. Uh, all right, Luke. In or out? Mm-hmm. LeBron has invested slash partnered with mm-hmm. home gym device Tonal. You may have seen mm-hmm. ads for this. It's the thing you mount on your wall that the arms come out and similar mm-hmm. to mirror, but actually with like resistance and stuff. This is notable because Alex Caruso has been doing. Instagram ads for Tonal since the pandemic. Luke, which is it? This is not an in or an out. It's a this or that. <laughs> did AC set up the deal for Braun? Or did Braun force AC out of LA because there can only be one Laker endorser per product? Ooh, I like that. Last one. <laughs> no, that that last one, the I can't go with that because there are too many uh, tequila brands on the los angeles lakers but why do you think there's so many tequila brands it's because they each have to have their own oh got it okay no i, I okay i'm back around i'm back around <laughs> i mean it, how classic is it it's like all right we have a starting budget we're gonna start with alex Caruso on instagram hey our budget grew uh lebron james on national television <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing lebron is the injection of cash the difference is that he's an investor oh word yeah yeah, yeah. He doesn't really do endorsements without making an investment anymore. That's kind of, kind of his jam. That's dude, how he dude, so became smart. a billionaire. That's so smart. Uh, but also the production value is like a million times better. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. the Crusoe ones are just him and some Allbirds in like a random home on like a phone video. <laughs> you know, LeBron's are like professionally produced oh, by yeah. Spring Hill probably. Um, all right, moving on. Luke, in or out? Russell Westbrook, a.k.a. the Brody. Yeah. Will average a triple-double this season. Ooh, I don't think so. He's done it four out of the last five seasons. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I don't think he will. I don't want him to. I'll get to that later. Ooh, 
Spicy. Okay. Uh, Luke, in or out, Anthony Davis will be the defensive player of the year. You this know season. me. I'm I'm a sucker for early AD predictions. Yeah. In. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Luke, do you want to tell the people about our, our about our fantasy draft yesterday? Yeah, this is awesome. So I, I was drafting right before John. It was like a snake draft. So I was after and then before. I saw what was happening. I couldn't stand in its way. John managed to pick up the entire Lakers big three in the first three rounds of the draft. Hell yeah. Starting with eight. I went Braun, AD, Russ, Russ, back to back to back. It was beautiful. I saw, because I was looking at on the board, I was like, Russ is the best player, but I can't do this to John. I really appreciated that, by the way. I was so, I was so nervous you were going to steal him. (laughs) I couldn't do it. But fam, Luke drafted Pandemic P first overall. Not first overall, but as his first pick. Paul George, what are you doing, my man? It was like the 10th or 11th pick for the record. But I here, here's my reasoning. Here's my AD reasoning. was still on the board. I know AD was still on the board. LeBron was on the board. Paul George Paul George is the Clippers offense. And he has I know. Zero no, you don't need stakes. to justify the pick. Of, of course it's it makes sense. I just can't stakes. believe you did it. No, but I did it. I did it because it's a, I, I honestly it's a troll. It's saying Pandemic P is at his best when the games don't matter at all. He's gonna he's gonna ball this year because okay. because there's no stakes. There's it's no true. I'm probably gonna be very bad because my three guys are gonna share the ball a lot and rest some. <laughs> no man, you're gonna get you're gonna get some like assists multipliers going on. Well, I'm all, I think what it's gonna be is that like on nights when Lakers play, I will be unbeatable. Mm-hmm. But every other <laughs> night, I will lose. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. All right, enough enough fantasy sports. <laughs> Um, Luke, let's get into some some final inner outs here that we like to do kind of at the start of each season. Yes. Luke, inner out. Lakers will have a top five offense and top five defense at the end of the season. I think aggregate, no. But if you look post all-star break, yes. Mm, okay. I'm also out on this. I don't think we'll be top five and top five. Yeah. I think we could yeah. be top. I think we will be top five pace. We might be top five. Mm. It's I, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some up and downs, and I think that that's gonna average out to make us look worse than we actually are. Yeah, I believe in the defense. I, I still think we can be a top five defense, I, but I don't think we'll be a top five offense. Depends. I don't know. It's really hard to say. It it is. I mean, last season we we thought we were getting worse defensively and better offensively, and the opposite happened. So, yes. what do we know? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Luke, in or out? The Lakers will win the Pacific Division. In, I'm in on that. You think you think uh, the Suns are going to edge them? I'm I'm out on this. Yeah, not because like I don't think we're better than those teams. Uh-huh. Just because like I think that we're starting off the season with some injuries. I think we might take a little bit of time to get into sync. Russ takes some time to get into sync. Mm-hmm. You know, Braun might rest a little more than we're used to seeing, or at least play yeah. a little, fewer minutes than we're used to seeing. Yep. Yeah. So I, I guess my point is I don't really care about division banners. No, the Clippers can hang those all they want in their new toilet stadium. I think it, it, um, if it, if it's going to be somebody else, it would be the Suns. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, all right, Luke, in or out? Lakers will be the number one seed in the West. I'm out, but I think they might be like the three seed. Two okay. or three. You, you think in the Jazz or someone might be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think somebody that's going to be more consistent throughout the entire year. Yeah, like the Jazz or the Suns. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I mean, I think that we could, but yeah, I don't oh, think that we are trying to be number one in the West. Uh, like, I don't think we really care about that that much. Man, you never know, though. This team could surprise us. 
they they could, but I'd rather be surprised on the, these yeah, are regular yeah, season ones, which is why I don't exactly. care as much. Right, right. Luke, here's the ones that matter: in or out, Lakers will win the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, book it. Yeah, in, in, book it, and cap it off. In or out, Lakers will win the 2022 NBA Finals. Yep. Yeah, in. I'm in. I'm in. You re- and, y'all really think? And I'm not just being a homer. I swear to God, I'm not. No. I I truly think that that this team will be the best team in the NBA when it's all said and done. I agree. I agree. Uh, because especially especially if Brooklyn doesn't get back Kyrie, that's I think that's a bigger deal than people are making it out to be. I, of, co- of course it is. But people seem like they're brushing it under the rug. Like, no, the Nets are still the favorites. It's like, you yeah, sure? of course they are. Kyrie well, retires. I, what you? Well, I, I think the question of are the Nets still the favorite is a little disrespectful to the Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely. First of all. I agree. First of all, let's not forget that those guys just won a title. I know. Classic. Uh, but I, look, man, I, I said since the day that, that Harden joined that team, right? Whenever anybody was like, ooh, are you scared of them now? Mm-hmm. I said from day one, I do not believe that Kyrie Irving is going to actually end up being on this team full time. You did, yep. I've said that a number of times. I didn't know the reason. I didn't predict why, but I just said <laughs> I don't trust him as like a reliable worker and so I think that he's going to miss time for some strange non-basketball related reason. And I was Nailed 100% it. right about this. <laughs> Called remember. that one. No, you did. And and the thing is, is that like with, with uh, you know, while, while I personally don't agree with with you know the, the stance he's taking in his mind, he's taking a principled stance. Yeah, and so I I don't know if he's going to back down, and and unless the league changes their rules at some point during the season, I, I honestly think this could be the whole the whole season for him. Yeah, I mean, and even pre-COVID, he had other reasons for not playing, like vacations and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. And he had some, I think I think he, uh, he's always very cloak and dagger about stuff, which is his right. He, yeah, I, I think care. he might have had like a kid or something last year and, and he yeah. left for a few weeks because that of that. Um, Perfectly reasonable. Now, look, I still think a team with, with James Harden and Kevin Durant is like certainly nothing to be trifled with. No, they're legit. They're legit, but let's not crown them yet. No. They got to get out of the East first. No, for sure. And the Bucks, the Bucks figured something out this last year. Like, yeah, they're way scarier now than they were. Yes, I agree. Like, I agree. Like, just like we we always talk about the process of a playoffs, like being a growth engine. Yes, that they, they just went through. They it. typified that. Yeah. Yes. Hundred um, percent. All right, so Luke, we had some cuts post training camp. Yeah. Let's get into some stuff here. So it. after training camp, can you walk everyone through what our sort of final roster is. All right, here's the here's the official. We got 14 guys on the roster plus a one-way one two-way contract. So that means that we we still have a we still have a roster spot if we wanted to pick up somebody off waivers, right? Yes, also another two-way contract if we want. Good point. Very good point. All right, so as it stands, we have LeBron James at forward. Anthony Davis center forward, Russell Westbrook guard, Trevor Reza forward, Kent Bazemore guard forward, Wayne Ellington guard, Taylor Horton Tucker guard wing uh kendrick Nunn, he's listed guard. as guard forward but yeah 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 he maybe slide down to three some uh malik monk uh guard carmelo anthony forward rajon rondo guard dwight howard center deandre jordan center austin reeves guard and seiko dembuya our two-way player at forward thank you luke so yeah i mean what i think is interesting is that 
basically, except for Austin Reeves, all the like young guys that people were kind of hyped on after Summer League are all gone. So yeah. Mac McClung is gone. Ayayi is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chandi Brown, who who actually played decently in the preseason for us, is yeah, gone. Totally. Um, in sort of a, a, a hilarious example of history repeating itself, the Wizards have already signed Ayayi. Amazing. <laughs> the rest of the guys will go to... Uh, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, yeah, exactly. So, Luke, I want you to put your coach's hat on here. Yeah, man. Looking at this roster where it netted out, mm-hmm. obviously the, the top is what matters most, yep. and yep. we've talked a lot about that. But just thinking about it holistically, uh-huh. um, where do you think we are most improved from last season, just looking at the, the personnel? Totally. The two biggest ones that really scream out to me, ball handling and spot-up shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, like pull-up shooting, too. I think that's yeah. like a big one. So like the ability to create your own shot, the ability to actually drive. We had a lot of guys that could kind of just spot up or do post stuff. And not a lot of guys that had a varied game offensively, like Wayne Ellington or yeah. Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk. Yeah. Um, we actually have a, several sixth men candidates that could actually potentially vie for a six man of the year consideration in Malik and Kendrick Nunn and Taylor Horton Tucker. That's very alluring in terms of stacking up regular season wins, having a six man of the year type person yeah. that is comfortable we won't with win that because we're the Lakers and they don't give us awards, but right, right, someone exactly. deserving of it nonetheless. Exactly. Which we thought we were going to have last year with, with Trez and Schroeder, but Schroeder refused to come off the bench. Yeah, well, again, we all thought when we got when we signed him that should be coming off the bench. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, I think, and I think that we also improved in terms of mentality. Speaking on that point, where this is an older team, and I think that it's it's clear where the hierarchy is. Last year, there were a lot of guys that were you know fighting for big contracts and trying to prove themselves. In this lineup, the people that are trying to prove themselves are like. It's like Austin Reeves and Taylor Horton Tucker, you know. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know maybe Monk. Yeah, Monk. And yeah, Dunn. exactly, exactly. And and those are those are like the perfect focused places to have somebody that wants to prove, prove themselves, like a like a six man candidate or a or a all around rookie that's that's trying to be a defensive stalwart. Well, and none of those guys went on the mic on media day and said I should be a starter on this team. Media day was was telling just in terms of mentality of this team and the the joy felt like it was back. Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, and Hey, like, I mean, some of that might just be the circumstances under which for sure. Media day last day happened. Totally. uh, And and this year, but, um, you know, I think the, the big thing we kind of joked about it off the top about camp Bazemore, like kind of being humbled at the, at the notion of starting on this team. Yes. What a one eighty from last season. Which is which is particularly weird because this current team was just bounced in the first round. Last season's team just won the NBA Finals. I know that all, that I rubbed know. us the real, the wrong way. Of like, you're coming into an NBA Finals champion and saying, "Yeah, it's about me, guys." Yeah, Don't and like even that. even even DeAndre Jordan. You know, I, I'm obviously I'm, I'm not a huge fan yeah. of his. Yeah. Uh, but even he now has has had some quotes in the last day or two saying that he, he's supportive, whatever his role is. I mean, even even like compare that to Marc Gasol, and I don't want to dump on Marc Gasol, but no, we liked him. But you're right; it it was just a different team identity, and so I think that's that's one of the biggest improvements is like intangible 
as well. Mm, you know, like we, ha- we have this ball handling. Obviously, we have Russell Westbrook, so that's a very different focal point and and the opportunity to never not have a superstar on the court. Yep. That, that's the biggest improvement, let's be real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can have yeah, a superstar yeah. on the court at yeah. all times throughout a game. You're going to win most games. Uh, yeah. That's it. I, I think the, the other thing I see, I totally agree with you. I think the other thing that I see is not that I necessarily want us to play this way, um, yeah. but we got like bigger and more physical yes. again. Yeah, right. In, in in Dwight and in DJ. Right, like our mm-hmm. center, I- excluding Anthony Davis, our center rotation went from Marcus Saul and Montrez Harrell mm-hmm. to Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan. Yes. That's a, a real big change. Exactly. And that's that's just one of those cards that now Vogel's got that to play when he needs to. And it's yeah, a and great I, different look. And I do think as much as I don't love the style of basketball that that I don't mind Dwight. I don't love the style of basketball that, that DeAndre brings. Mm-hmm. But again, I will say, why do we really need these guys? We really need these guys to eat minutes against Jokic. Yeah, right. Embiid. Yep. Maybe even Giannis if we meet them in the mm-hmm. finals for a, a couple minutes of a game. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, as much as Mark was once a defensive player of the year, you know, he doesn't have the same sort of abilities that he did. And neither does Dwight and neither does DeAndre, but they're just bigger and stronger yeah. Yeah. and they're willing to to be more physical and with way quicker feet than Mark yeah. Gasol. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they obviously they take things off the court on the other end, but like you're saying, it's mostly to eat innings with, yeah. and and to be able to preserve AD. Yeah. So, simple. Um how about flip side of this? Anywhere yeah. where you think we're worse than last season? Oh yeah, I mean, two of the biggest glaring areas are kind of power forward and wing clearly we don't have a lot of wing depth because we, we were just talking about how crushing it is to lose trevor ariza and tht yep two two of the players that could capably capably be wing defenders and re, rebounders like gang rebounders yep that hurt and so it's like clearly we don't have the depth we don't have like okay we'll just put kuzma in or you know, yeah. slide somebody like Danny Green. He can guard up a position. You know, we yep. don't we don't have that three and D presence that we did before. It's like we shifted more onto the three and D rather than D and three kind of yeah. like that we had <laughs> in the last few years. So it's ex- and it, it's an exciting prospect, but it's it's going to be something that I think will make injuries to our role players particularly painful when they happen, and and more it, it'll put even more of like a weight on getting guys healthy by the end of the year. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think uh, our perimeter defense uh-huh. sort of in our sort of traditional half court mm-hmm. like starter, you know, like if we're playing a, a traditional sort of point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center yep. lineups, yep. our perimeter defense, uh, I think it took a hit. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm sort of couching it that way is because I still think that like if you have Braun and, AD, Braun and AD coming out and guarding guys on the perimeter, like yes. our perimeter defense is just fine. Exactly. But also, as you've said many, 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 many times on the pod, we're not looking for ball stoppers on the perimeter. No. We're looking for guys to funnel the right direction, yep. right, to sort of work within the defense to understand their role. Um, so I, this is actually why I'm optimistic on AD's chances for Defensive Player of the Year, actually. Yes, yes. It's because I think that 
more is going to be on his shoulders to clean up. And so I think that he's going to really shine in that role. Exactly. And it's all about setting your help defense up to succeed as the point of attack defender under Vogel's system and to not allow back cuts and things like that to get behind the defense in a way that the help defender can't do anything. Yep. And so if they can yeah. protect both of those things, you're right. It's going to highlight AD because he's going to have to fly all over the place <laughs> to deal with that. One, one other thing that I want to point out is our power forward position. Okay. Who are our power forwards? Like, like really? Like, like really? Yeah. Like, like who, who do we slot at power forward? Let's take, let's take the, LeBron AD off the table. LeBron, LeBron yeah, James. Because yeah, I know, of course, LeBron yeah. doesn't love playing power, power forward that much. No, he doesn't. <laughs> anyway, but he, but he like, should. like legit, like kind of like what um, what Morris was for us last year. Like, oh, you know, I mean, like, we don't have that guy on this roster. It's like Mello. Yeah, I was gonna say Ariza and Mello really. Yeah, and Ariza and, and Mello. But, but we don't like, have that guy. Yeah, we don't have that Morris guy. We we don't have that sort of like hybrid can play three through five exactly yeah guy i mean lebron is that guy but but beyond beyond him we don't sort of have that second guy right that that's something that worries me a little bit just in terms about like how we're talking about like health defense and staying big ariza is important but he's not like that big he's long but he's not like a stout dude i I would like a pj tucker is like would be a ideal kind of version of that well, let me ask it a different. Let me let me sort of phrase. I think what you're getting at a different way. Yeah. How do we play a centerless lineup? Yeah. Without Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. that does not feature LeBron James at center. We can't. We can't. That that yeah. yeah. Like that. We used to be able to do that with with Markeith, and we yeah. we can't do that anymore. And it's just it's not like that situation is going to come up very often. But it, that's a good look to be able to have in your pocket. Yeah. To run out eight minutes a game yeah you know yeah against the right opponent for sure if someone goes super small on you or something yeah yeah, yeah. then that like obviously we'll be able to break that in the playoffs because we'll put lebron in those situations but still it's it's just nice one of the one of the problems that i think we've we've seen in the preseason is we will have a relative lack of size sometimes even though you were saying like yeah we could roll out dwight or deandre Beyond that, no, we end up looking kind of small sometimes, for sure. With especially without Ariza, yeah, especially without Ariza. And luckily, we're going to be playing LeBron and AD more, so that'll clearly fix that problem. And and like it also kind of goes to our point of we've we've had a lot of redundancy in our lineups, and this now kind of is like, hey, we've got LeBron and AD. Why do we need redundancy behind them as much? It's true. Yeah. Like if they, yeah. if they're out, we're done. You know. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's 100%. No one's going to fill those shoes. No, but it's like um, nobody's going to fill Giannis's shoes or Kevin Durant's shoes. So yeah. It's not yeah, like exactly. it's anything special. Yeah, Drummond's not going to fill Embiid's shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he might fill them, but then he'll try to cross someone up and stumble. Uh, Luke, one last question on the, the roster here. Yeah. There were, there were a couple, this is interesting, a couple mm-hmm. notable guys who got uh, waived or, or cut. And mm-hmm. I think... I'm not trying to say that any of these guys should be like mm-hmm. like like starting or rotation caliber players, but they are guys who at one point were like highly touted prospects or high draft picks. Yeah. So the names that I'm thinking are Harry Giles, Chris mm-hmm. Dunn, Dante Exum, Jabari Parker. Those guys have all had their had their 
their ups and mostly downs. Yes. Um, whether it be playing or playing, you know, not playing well or injuries or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of those guys would be eligible for a two-way contract. Just want to put that out there. If you've yeah. been in the league for more than I think four years, you're you're not eligible for it. So like totally. a bunch of Laker fans keep saying we should sign Avery Bradley to a two-way. He's not eligible for no. one. No. Um, what would you think about considering one of these guys or, or someone kind of in this group who like used to be highly touted but sort of fell off yeah with our with our last roster spot i i think that i think that it would it would make sense um i feel like palinka is going to want to wait longer but then again you could always wave somebody else to free up yeah. a roster spot um out of out of these groups as like silly as it, as it seems harry giles giles so his name? Yeah, Giles. He's the Giles. youngest of the of that group. He's and he's he's bigger. Yeah. What's, what's his? Um. Yeah. He's because he he's like listed forward forward center. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, but yeah, I, I you obviously got to give these guys a workout, and uh, and kind of see see what it looks like. It's attractive to be like okay, a Dante Exum or some some you know somebody that like had a real a name recognition yeah, name recognition yeah. you know jabari parker was what second overall pick or something like that like yeah, yeah. number two overall pick of the 2014 yeah. draft yeah that's attractive yeah. but they got that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying these even. names kind of piqued my interest because <laughs> yeah. it was like whoa yeah i know at some point those guys were good enough at basketball that people were really excited about them right right and maybe uh, in the right circumstance they could show a little bit more of that spark on a team where their role is very clear, like you're not yeah. really going to play much. I, I, I just, I, I wanted to bring this up just because I think it's interesting. Yeah. But I think we both know we're not signing one of these guys because of the luxury tax implications. Like we're just not going to pay $9 million to sign one of these guys. Yeah. It's, and I, I also think that it just makes sense to hold on to one of those spots, see if there are long-term injuries, yeah. whatever. And where, where, yeah. And yeah. also it, it frees you up that if, you know, if, if we did make a trade, in January, whenever we're eligible to trade some of these guys, like say, like I don't want to trade Talon, but he's pretty much our only trade piece that we have. If you trade yep. Talon, you can get two players back and potentially two rotational players to gear yeah. up for the playoffs. And you have the roster spot. You know, it's funny you bring that up. We haven't really gotten into this, and I think it's good because we want to let this team simmer for a little bit. Yeah. I think something for us to keep in mind, you know, this is sort of our 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 uh, season pre preview, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I would not be shocked if all of Bazemore, Ellington, THT, Nunn, mm-hmm. and Monk mm-hmm. are not on this team at the end of the season. I agree. I agree. Not not because I don't like any of those guys, but no. at some point they might become redundant. One of them might fall out of the rotation. We might have a need elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the, the guys that could, could potentially be tradable if... Yeah. if the things are right so i'm not saying i want that or i'm not predicting that but it wouldn't shock me if some I, some number of those guys i think with us the whole season i think whoever whoever we see on opening night it's all but guaranteed that will not be the same starting five yes yes and even probably even key rotation players yes so with that let's let's get into talking about opening night thanks for the transition there um we play the warriors in los angeles on tuesday night our regular huh. season home opener yeah man i'm really excited i mean i, I think yeah. it's fun thinking about the fact that we ended their season last year yes with with lebron one eye lebron shooting for the middle hoop and <laughs> over steph <laughs> that's a great um, game 
so I, I think that, you know, last season was, was obviously a strange one for them just, just because of um, Clay. Yes. But they sort of managed to cobble together yeah. this team and, and Weissman kind of went, once he went out, then mm-hmm. they like, you know, Steph and Juan Toscano Anderson and, and some folks like kind of yep. pulled it together. Um, Draymond's still Draymond, right? Like mm-hmm. Kayvon Looney, despite running like a 50 year old man is actually like 25, I think <laughs> 26. Um, so I'm excited to play this team. Me too. But as we've talked about, we, we do have some sort of lingering injury issues. Yes. So I just want to run us through those really quickly. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get an update. So as you've, as you've mentioned, Ariza and THD are out. That's, that's out of the, that's no, there's no question about that. They're both out. Mm-hmm. The guys still in question are Bleak Monk, Kendrick Nunn, and Wayne Ellington. So according to Mike Trudell, Lakers reporter, uh, Monk and Nunn are, quote, both making progress towards a return, but still more hurdles to clear. Mm. Both of those guys have been in Lakers social media recently, like in photos, in practice photos, there was a photo of, of Monk like jamming a dunk on someone. Nice. Uh, like like kind of, and he like pulled up on the rim. And so he's, he seems like he's feeling <laughs> good. Um, so I, I think that there's some optimism that Monk and Nunn mm-hmm. will, will be back. Cool. Wayne Ellington has only participated in shooting drills. That's it. Mm. He hasn't actually practiced. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Vogel went out and said that he still doesn't know whether any of the three of them will be available for the season opener. Okay. I I, th- I think that's just some like coach bullshit because yeah. he doesn't want to like, you know, give away too much. Uh-huh. Um, do you, do you think that that's, I mean, you know, being, being our, our uh, coach on this podcast, do you <laughs> think that's fair? Yeah. I think, I think it's mostly, they're just, they're just trying to get, it's like a CYA thing. Like if, yeah. if one of these players is like, eh, I'm not really feeling it that day or whatever, then it's not like vocal it was like, he's cleared to play. They don't want to like throw him under right. the bus and whatever. Right. So I think, right. I think that's, that's really what's going on. So Luke, my, my question for you, and we've, we've danced around this a lot this off season. Yeah, man. Who do you expect to start this game? Sheesh. Not who do you want to start this game? Who do you expect to start this game? I think we are going to get the 80 at the five that we wanted. I do too. I think it's going to happen. So we got LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook. That's locked in. I I, yep. I agree. Kent Bazemore is going to start this one. Um, yep. And then it's it's that last spot. Um, unfortunately, I, I think it might be Carmelo Anthony. I am with you 100% <laughs> on this. That's exactly what I was thinking. I really don't want it to be. I know, but I, I, I think that that's it. I think you just nailed it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I know, I know. Man. I was thinking the exact same thing. Who do I want it to be? Anybody else? <laughs> yeah, anybody else. Pick one. Um, no, I, yeah. I think you're totally right. Mm. I, I think, I think that even if, even if Monk and Nunn are, are, are healthy. Yeah. I don't think that Vogel's going to play him that many minutes. Yeah. And I think that we saw a lot of this group in the last <laughs> yeah. preseason game, which I think was a little bit of a giveaway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I, I agree. I think we're going to see, you know, in addition to the, the, the big three, the big four, Baysmore and Mello. He's it's, in all those press photos for a reason, man. 
I will. It drives me crazy that they do that. By the way, I hate that they insist on putting Mello in all of the like group photos with the with like the you know the big three or yeah, the yeah. starters or whatever. Oh, it's yeah. like he's not. He's a role player. <laughs> I should be a minor one, but yeah, I, I agree. Yes. All right. So let's let me flip it a little bit. Yeah. What is your preferred starting lineup for for this game? Again, anybody. Pick one. <laughs> Put, Name someone. Put, put. <laughs> honestly, honestly, preferred. Throw roll Austin Reeves out there to see what yeah. the hell happens. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I know you can't do that for locker room drama, but that would be. I think that would probably be the best move. Honestly, just given yeah. who's available. I mean, yeah. If 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 Monk and Kendrick Nunn are available, either one of them, probably. But. If you're trying to like limit their minutes and kind of see what they look like against the bench unit and not rush them in, you know what you know what to do, Vogel. Game six, what do you NBA th- Finals? Think <laughs> channel just it. Swap in. Swap I just feel, in Reeves for I feel so bad that Reeves is just he's like ta- he's the avatar of Caruso now. Yeah, he's like living in Caruso's shadow. <laughs> so much similarity. Clearly, very different builds and everything, but. Hey man, he did not have to go through the grind that Caruso had to go through. No. I no, want people actually want people to remember that. Like, there's a reason yeah. we loved Caruso yeah. so, so much. Yeah, and it was not just because of what he did on the basketball court as a Los Angeles Laker. It was because of what he had done on the basketball court as a summer league Laker, mm-hmm. as a South Bay Laker, mm-hmm. as a guy on the bench for most of a season yeah. on the Basically Los Angeles Lakers. Squad right? like guy, that, yeah. That journey was what yeah. made him so special. Now, I'm not saying that I, I don't like Austin Reeves. I think his story is, you know, cool. Also, I love the idea of, of a guy saying, "Don't draft me. I want to, yeah. you know, go prove myself with the Lakers." Yep. But it's different. You know, it, it is not the same sort of rags to riches tale that, you know, that our boy Eric Caruso. <laughs> that's what they're calling him in in Chicago. Eric Caruso. Eric Caruso walked so Austin Reeves could run. I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I, I just want to throw this out there, and it pains me to say it. Yeah, man. If 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 Carmelo is going to be starting, mm-hmm. would you rather DeAndre Jordan start for like the defense for just the not having Melo out there twenty five oh. minutes? Oh, factor. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I hate to say it because obviously everyone knows my position on on DeAndre Jordan, but I think yeah. my position on Carmelo Anthony has been similar. Which is yes, it has been. I don't really think he should play much. No, I agree. Yeah, I think he's he's he should be a short burst guy. He he just gets lost too much on defense. I feel like he's going to dig us into a little hole. Then again, like he is bigger. I don't know, but he he but he doesn't use that he size on use defense at all. No, not on defense at all. And the last thing I want is two early shot clock jump shot guys on the floor at the same time, and he and Russ. You know, the only worse pairing than than Mello and Russ is Mello and Rondo. There's just no defense like that. That cost us the the, yes. the Warriors preseason yeah, game. It's brutal. That's really brutal. So, the one thing I'll say is, and and some folks on Twitter were pointing this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, quite a few people. Cranjus McBasketball was one of them, but. Uh, the, the team has actually started to run mm-hmm. some secondary off-ball screens mm-hmm. to sort of clear DeAndre out of the paint mm-hmm. while there is a primary 
ball screen happening between like Russ and Anthony Davis, for example. Cool. Right. To to sort of artificially create that spacing to uh-huh. to to pull in sort of the the DeAndre's defender and because he's never going to follow DeAndre out to the perimeter. Yeah. But if you if you get him caught up in a screen where then they have to take a second to make a decision on do I switch or do I stay home, uh-huh. you then give Davis like at least a split second where that person it, you know isn't thinking about should I slide over. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then that all opens up the AD to DeAndre Jordan lob. Yes. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm really torn. I, I I think both are equally frustrating. Yeah. I think the key to winning this game is going to be lobs. I really think so. Getting as many lobs as we possibly can. Get free buckets. I think we're going to have to run with them. Are there any other lineups? Maybe speaking of that, but yeah. are there any other lineups you would like to see this game that you're interested in seeing with the personnel we have? I think assuming that that... You know, maybe Monk and Nunn play, but are limited in some capacity, and, yeah. and Ellington probably doesn't. I'd really like to see some uh, Russell Westbrook-led led, um, units okay. without LeBron James. Okay. I'd like to so see some Russ AD would, game. Yeah, Russ AD game, even just Russ on his own game. Would love to see cool. that. I think that, the, and cool. I also think that that's important for like the development of the team and for the coaches. So I think we'll see it. Um, just to just to be like, he's the guy that we need to figure out and, on how to how to optimize him. And the best, the best two, three, four man pairings with with Russ. So give me give me some variety. I, I want some tape. I, I the the one I want to see. I'm interested in that as well. The one I really want to see, and we uh, I think we ran this against the Kings, mm-hmm. but it was like LeBron, mm-hmm. Dwight, mm-hmm. Austin Reeves. Yeah, I think it was Mello and Russ. And it, and we act that 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 lineup actually went on like quite a nice little run. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I re- it wasn't terrible. I really like the the LeBron Dwight pairing. Yeah, and, and it, it makes sense to have somebody like Reeves as like another anchor, you know, kind of like glue guy that isn't, um, that isn't you know a black hole. Yeah, I th- and I think speaking of lobs, like that team that that lineup could wreak some havoc. Oh yeah, on the all, backboard, all of them. Every single one of them. So, I mean that that that's the that's the fun thing about Monk too is I, I think that he's got some really explosive athleticism, just like you were mentioning. Yeah, throwing down that dunk. That that's a fun. I I I, I know that it's tempting to put him in the starting lineup, but I would just love for that guy to just come off the bench and just torch people because everyone's <laughs> gonna everyone's gonna be so exhausted after having to play against our big three. It's like give him like I want that extra punch right behind him that's like where the hell did this guy come from <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait how do they still have a fast guy left yeah exactly exactly that <clears throat> yeah. that's what i want that's what i yeah. want and a thd could potentially be that too but um i, I trust not for another I, month yeah not for another month and i also trust malik's uh uh decision making a little bit more than um thd at this point yeah younger. i mean i think that's fair yeah. i think that's fair well he trusts his shot is the difference i yeah. think yeah yeah that's a big thing. i think that is really truly the difference is mm-hmm. that like THD is still taking that second to be like, eh, do I take the shot or can I just get to the hoop with, and finish yeah. with my left? Yep, yep. You know, so totally. he does, he's not quite there. Um, all right, cool. So Luke, we're gonna take a quick break and we come back, we're gonna be talking about our expectation predict- and predictions for sort of the, the entirety of the season, to thinking big picture about the whole season. Cool, we'll be right back. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, like the Basketball Podcast Network, TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Luke, we are back. We just talked about opening night and sort of the rosters it is today, but now let's zoom out. Let's talk about the team as a whole. Let's ignore these injuries. Let's think about what this team can be and what we expect it to be for sort of the entirety of the season. Sound good? Yeah. This is what matters for Lakers fans. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's start with players. And I kind of just want to focus on our, on our big three. Yeah. I think that, I think that makes sense. I think they're really what's going to make or break our season. So let's just kind of focus on them. I want to give you some some uh, some some awards odds for yeah. these guys. Cool. And kind of ask you one key question that I think will kind of define the season around each of these guys. And all right. You can give me what you have. All right. All right. LeBron James. Let's start with the King. He is currently seventh in MVP odds at plus fourteen hundred. For reference, Luca is first at plus four hundred. I just got to say, I actually think it's quite respectful that LeBron is still getting this much love in the betting markets at yeah. his advanced age. Yes. Um, so Luke, here's, here's a stat I want to share with you that I, that I, and a, and a question to go along with it. Mm-hmm. LeBron's minutes per game have declined about one minute per game every season mm-hmm. since 1617, mm-hmm. which was his, not his last season in Cleveland, but, but uh, second to last. Uh, he played like 37-ish minutes per game. Yeah. And yeah. that was actually the most in the league that, that season. Crazy. Um, last year, he had actually a career low mm. minutes per mm. game at 33.4 minutes per game. Luke, should we expect this reduction in minutes as a trend to continue this season? And if is, is that a good or bad thing? I don't know. I, I think it. I think it might be marginal at this point. Is he really going to be a thirty minutes per game player? And how much? How much does that really do for him? I think that the the area that he's in now and was in last season, I think, is a very sustainable thirty two, thirty three minutes a game, sustainable yeah. place. That's not asking too much. Is his body going to feel that much better playing twenty eight minutes instead of thirty two? Like, come on. Well, I'll tell you, his answer to that question is no. He he actively thinks it would like be worse for him. Well, his his whole point is that like the the you know well, however many twenty to thirty five or forty minutes that he plays in game uh-huh. is actually just like a drop in the bucket 
of the entire day of preparation yes. that goes into him playing a basketball game. So his yeah. point is like, the, the wear and tear on my body is not the one extra minute I played that game or the two extra minutes I played that game. Uh-huh. It's the three workouts I went through starting at like 7 a.m. Yeah. to like get loose, to, to, you know, like work out whatever injury I'm dealing with mm-hmm. or get, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, so I think it's a good question and a natural question just because we see that trend. But I, I kind of think that this is a... This is like a cruising altitude right around here. Yeah. I, I don't see him dropping that much further. He's wet. I don't know. Like, I understand that Russell Westbrook will be able to take some of the load off of him, but I, I think that that actually might be an argument for more minutes. If he's not having to be the active primary ball handler and he's just camping at the three point line. Yeah. Hell, man. He might even be able to go for an extra minute out there. If you think about it, these games are 48 minutes. So if uh-huh. he's playing uh, less than. 33 minutes mm-hmm. right that's like that's more than a quarter in change that he's not playing in the basketball game yeah that's a lot of that's a lot of time you know that like is. 15 minutes like that's again it's a whole quarter plus three more minutes spread mm-hmm. across the other court like that's mm-hmm. a lot actually for yeah. your you know kind of 1a 1b mm-hmm. guy to miss yep especially when he's like the best decoy in the whole league yeah <laughs> Yes. What are you going to leave LeBron James on the perimeter? Come on, you help. I mean, off guys might—he might have enough gravity that people move towards him when he sits on the bench. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, any other thoughts or predictions for for Bron? This, so okay, this is less specific to Bron, but I think it sets up the the other two guys too. the The fact that people haven't completely thought that the Lakers are going to be dominant that they're kind of a dark horse sets up all three of these players to really twist the national narrative. So the, those MVP odds and, and you don't want to spoil things, but spoiler alert, the other two of our superstars have MVP odds too, which is saying yes. something. Those are going to go up for all three of them. <laughs> I actually think because, because I think that this, they're set up, for once the Lakers start to peak and they, they really click, it's going to be like, oh, geez. Interesting. What a what a change when it's like, you guys didn't expect this. <laughs> and LeBron's going to be the orchestrator of it. The, the one other thing I'll say about Bron uh, is he's had career highs in three-point attempts the last two seasons, 6.3, both the yeah. last two seasons. Yeah. Expect yeah. that to go up. That'll go up. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my other thought is I think he'll probably be averaging like at least seven he's looking for points man you know he is no and you know he loves those just like those just like degaff half court like oh yeah you know and he's good at him i've been seeing like i saw some stats of seeing how his his deep deep three point percentage is trending up and now it's like among the best in the league (laughs) (laughs) it's well there's only three guys who take those shots it's steph dame and lebron Trey, Trey Young. Trey Young, that's true. That's true. There's a fourth. Um, all right, Luke, let's move on Anthony Davis. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, he is he has some MVP odds. He is ninth, uh, according to what I saw, mm-hmm. in MVP odds at plus 2,000. So again, uh, Luke is first at plus 400. LeBron is seventh at plus 1,400. AD is ninth at plus 2,000. What's, what's your... Sort of, what's your thought on 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 
sort of he and how he and bronze odds relate. Well, yeah, that that's a hard that's a hard thing, right? They're gonna they're gonna eat each other's um, uh, like ability to be called the MVP because they're going to be so interconnected. Yes, the 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 magic with AD is if if we actually get if he actually is the clear defensive player of the year, I do think that the MVP conversation has taken on more defense because of Giannis. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. And so there's, there's every potential that if AD is averaging like 25 plus a game and is the clear defensive player of the year that people look to him going like, sheesh, Mm. that dude, he's that dude. Okay. I forgot. I like, I like that. And he's got, he's got the most statement year, I think out of everybody Maybe not everybody in the NBA who who would have more. Ben Simmons. But he's up there. He's up there. Ben Simmons. Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons has got more. himself this season. Yeah. Uh, another guy I drafted in fantasy basketball. Um, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll spoil my MVP take before we get to Russ, yeah. which is yeah. none of these three guys are winning the MVP. Yeah, these are all I bad agree. bets because... To, as you've already said, the narrative is going to be that that like they eat each other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That, yeah. How can one of these guys be the MVP? That said, though, I do think the odds are going to go, like, are going to improve as the season goes on. I, I get that. I get if, that. Like, if you could sell, if you could sell your bet on like, an aftermarket <laughs> yeah. thing, then yeah. it's a good. Bet. But I would not bet on any three, any of these three guys winning MVP. Yeah, I wouldn't. But what I would bet on is Anthony Davis's Defensive Player of the Year odds. He's Love currently it. fourth. Yeah, yeah, that fourth plus seven hundred. Here's the and that GM survey didn't even have him in the top five. So Gobert he, is first at plus two eighty. Give me a fucking break. Are we just going to give this guy the award every season, even though he falls apart in the playoffs every year? I get that it's a regular yeah. season award, but at some point, like, come on. At some point, you have to say he's actually not a valuable basketball player. Yeah. I don't, ben yeah. Simmons is second at plus four hundred. Now Ben <laughs> Simmons is a great defender, but. Ben Simmons like maybe isn't going to play for a while to start this season. <laughs> he might put on uh, James Harden's fat suit. He, he just might, man. <laughs> and then Giannis is third at 650. And um, I don't hate that. I, I, I'll be honest. I think that Giannis's defense is a little overrated. Yeah. Just personally, that's kind of my, yeah. my, my thought on it. I, I know he plays within his system, but he mm-hmm. regularly does not take upon himself the mantle of defending the other team's best player. Yes. And I'm not trying to be like that guy, but at some point, Anthony Davis's versatility mm-hmm. needs to matter. I, I, and, and he, yeah, he, he's, he'll be louder this year, I think, because people think that we're going to be a bottom 15 defense. And if that isn't the case, it'll probably be on AD's shoulders. Oh, he'll hundred percent be the reason we aren't for the reasons we've already said, which is that our perimeter yeah. defense is not what it, our point, you know, like our, our point of attack defense won't be the same. Yeah. Um. So here's here's the big question for AD. This one shouldn't be a shocker. We've talked about it a lot. What's the per- percentage split between center and forward minutes for him this season? I think it's it's going to be like an inverse of. It's going to be more similar to the 2020 year, but probably even more so, where it'll probably be like 60 40. 65-35 yeah. with the emphasis on center. How about in the playoffs? Does it, does it maintain? Do you, do you maintain that 60-40 or do you think it goes up? I think it goes up, but not as substantially as one would think. I think that, I think that in the playoffs, we, we will see 
I think, but I think that we'll still have some like Dwight minutes, but I don't know if we'd have Dwight in at the same time as AD. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah, you might be right. It might it might go up almost too exclusively center. I, I was going to say, I could see it being like yeah. 75, 25 in yeah. the playoffs or 70, yeah. 30. Because I'm, I'm trying to picture the lineups that we'd actually would roll out with AD at the four. It's not not great solutions here. No, because they all involve starting DeAndre Jordan essentially. Yeah. Like me and it's also matchup dependent. So like if like you're saying like if we were, if we were playing the, the Nuggets with Jokic or something like yeah. that then it's like okay, maybe maybe you want AD at the 4 so that he can help. But I'd rather have him just defending Jokic. Like he's one of the only yeah. guys who can, you know what I mean? I'd, right. I'd rather just I let agree. him take that matchup and go, you know. I agree. Exactly. Exactly. Let's not hide our guy, you know. No, I agree. I agree. I, but I, yeah, I think the, I think we're in agreement that it'll be uh, pretty heavily on the center rotation. Will be Anthony Davis's mantle. Yeah, I agree. Any other thoughts or predictions for the brow? I think just look out. I think he's gonna be far more aggressive this year, and. Um, and I, I'm I'm excited to see his uh, his jump shot return to him a little bit more. Mm. I think that he's getting the touchback. Nice. And a lot of people have forgotten how good of a shooter he is. Yeah. I, I'm excited for him to remind remind everybody so that people aren't just go, oh, he only takes jump shots all the time. I was like, yeah, because he's a silky shooter. <laughs> yeah, because he's a a seven foot guard out there. Yeah. Uh, look, man, I'm I'm wearing my Davis jersey right now. Yeah. As a way to remind myself while we record this podcast that that. Uh-huh. He's the key to this season. Uh-huh. 100%. I really truly think he is. I think that this season will go the way that Anthony Davis goes. Yep. If he has a dominant season, we will be a dominant team. Yes. If he does not have a dominant season, I think we'll have some struggles. We'll mm-hmm. still make the playoffs, I think, pretty easily, but I think we could then struggle in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. And the the whole the whole Westbrook move is hopefully to optimize and pull the most out of Anthony Davis. It's not the other way around. Yeah. It, I, it has to be. It has to be. That's, that's the only, be. Yeah. It's the only way it works. Yeah. All right. So last player, uh, unless you want to talk about anybody else, but uh, no, of the good. big three, the Brody, Russell Westbrook, actually 16th in MVP odds uh, at plus 2,500. There's like a whole grouping of guys at plus 2,500. Uh, so it's, it's, cool. it's a tie. Yeah. Um, any anything else to say on on his MVP odds that we haven't already said about the other two guys? Uh, yeah, I, we were talking about you know, it's it, it's unlikely for him to average a triple double. Maybe he does. Obviously, that would help his MVP odds. the The biggest thing that would help his MVP odds is if LeBron decided to you know take a long stretch of rest or something like yeah. that. And he kept us winning at a high clip. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's close to zero chance for Russell Westbrook to win the MVP, especially because the way that he makes us win is to optimize Anthony Davis. Yeah, 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 exactly. So with that in mind, um, interesting stat, Trevor Lane from Laker Nation put this out, but uh, in the preseason, when on the floor with LeBron James, Mm -hmm. Russ had the lower usage rate between the two of them. Mm Mm-hmm, Interesting. So again, my question is, does that trend continue into the regular season? Mm-hmm. And is that the best course for this team? Because we've talked a lot know. about LeBron playing off ball when Russ is on, on the floor. Yeah, right. 
but that's that's not what the what the data shows happened in the preseason. Of course, though, because Westbrook's the newcomer. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to put a bad taste in everybody's mouth and be like, "Ball's mine now," <laughs> you know. But I do think ultimately, as he as he gets to know his his place and his position, I think it'll be easier. That said, though, LeBron James on the court makes sense to give him the ball. Yeah. But I think that it's better if Westbrook is bringing the ball up than makes the initial read. I, I, yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I think that both long term, I think both Not in things, long term. Yeah. I think both things can be true. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that LeBron can have the higher usage rate. Uh huh. But Russ can, Russ can initiate the offense. Yeah. 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 I get you. You know, exactly. Exactly. I think that, I think that's my position as well. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this with him, but I think the thing to watch is what does he do after he makes his first pass? Yeah. Does he check yep. out or does he yep. get re-engaged in the offense in some way? Like we've said, uh-huh. if we if he gets re-engaged, whether that's running screens or, you know, I don't know, getting getting open somewhere or crashing the boards or whatever. Yes. I think we'll be fine. If he doesn't, if he just puts his hands in his pockets and makes us play four on five. No, no. Then that's bad. Bad news. That's bad. Um, all right. So let's talk, let's zoom out a little further now. Let's talk about some, cool. some lineups. So we've talked a lot yeah. about lineups for starting for starting night, uh, uh-huh. opening night. But at the end of this season, mm-hmm. one lineup, do you think we'll have logged the most minutes together? And and for context, this is typically a team's like core starting group. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's sort of a two parter. Do you do you think that that will be the case? And yes, who and what do you I think do. that group will be? I do think that that'll be the case. Um, Ruiz's injury worries me. I'm not sure when he's going to rejoin the team. I think that he's the most natural fit with Baysmore in the big three. Yeah, for that starting lineup. Outside of that. My gut is saying Kendrick Nunn. I don't quite know why. Hmm. Interesting. You think, think he'll be part that, of the lineup that logs the most minutes? Ultimately, I think so. Okay. Because what is that like, lineup? Can I, you just, can you walk us through what that lineup is? Yeah. So it'd be it'd be uh, Kendrick Nunn and Russell Westbrook at the guard positions. Um, LeBron James and Kent Bazemore at the forward positions, and then Anthony Davis at center. And so it would be, I just, I see a little bit more defensively out of none. Hmm. I think he's a, a nice, quick player that can help with the pace um, that we're clearly trying to play with. I'm excited to see his chemistry with Westbrook develop because I think that they can be complementary guards. He, he doesn't space the floor as much, but like you're saying, he's a pretty good catch and shoot th- shooter. Yeah. Um, which I think is the main thing we need rather than necessarily like, pull up you off know, the dribble. dribble shooting. Yeah. I think that's more valuable off the bench. Uh when when we don't necessarily have LeBron James or Westbrook at the same time at least. Yeah. Who are gonna be the you know, basically with the ball in their hands. Like that that was one of the things I was thinking about like like with Ellington is yeah, he's he's probably the he is the best pure shooter that we have. But I one of the things I like the most about him is that he's uh he's got great um great pull up ability. And like off the dribble pull up ability, I kind of think we want to preserve that for a time mm. when he actually would have the ball. Interesting. In his hands. I was going to ask you. You know, Ellen, we've 
<clears throat> he's granted he's he's hurt probably for the first game, but yeah, we haven't really talked about him much. I I think if you had asked us a month ago, uh-huh. we would have said Wayne Ellington's a starter. Yeah, he's a shoe in. He's going to be on the lineup that plays the most minutes, no question. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think that Ariza will not be in the lineup that plays the most minutes simply because he's mm-hmm. going to miss the first three months yeah. of the season. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, with that in mind, aside, yeah, I think that it's going to be ready for this. Yeah. Brody. Okay. Bays. Uh-huh. Braun. Brow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and gosh, yeah, that, that, that fifth guy's tough. You're man. so definitive. You're like, here it comes. No, no, here no. It comes. I like the B. I like the alliteration. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the bees. bees. That's what you're going for. Um, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Brody, Bays, Braun, and Brow. Uh, but I, I'll be honest. I, yeah, I'm struggling with who that fifth guy is going to be, which I think is so indicative is of where our roster is at right now, which is we so don't is really know Absolutely. who that guy is going to be. No. So, yeah, I actually like none. I like, I like your suggestion of none, maybe being that guy who's penciled in. Mm hmm. How about this? Let's switch it up a little bit. Yeah. What will our best lineup be this season? What's our <laughs> what's our death lineup? What's our like it's game seven, we're on the road, we gotta win. Who's who are the Honestly, five we roll out? I'm I'm really curious to see what Austin Reeves turns into, man. Ooh. <laughs> wow, you I, you're that you're that high on him? I uh, not as an individual. But I think, you know, it, it is, it's some of the Caruso afterglow. What do you mean not as if an individual? Had, do you mean you, you still have questions about his character? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't have in a vacuum. I don't think that he's like, wow, kind of basketball player. But I think he's the kind of basketball player that doesn't take a lot off the table. And that's kind hmm. of what I'm looking for in that fifth guy. I don't necessarily think he's the starter, but he ultimately might be the glue guy that we need for that that lineup to really gel wow. and work. Okay. Somebody that is like perfectly happy setting a off ball screen and then hanging out in the corner and then crashing the boards, okay. doing the plus minus stuff. Okay. He, and he also like, he's in a, the right system with the Lakers to grow into that player. Like the Lakers have proven with Caruso and others also that they're, they're good at creating, you know, from the ground up, plus minus guys. So just to be clear here, you are saying that you think that the Lakers' optimal lineup this season, over the course of the season, <laughs> is Russell Westbrook, yeah. Cam Bazemore, LeBron yeah. James, Anthony Davis, and Austin Reeves. I think so. I know it sounds crazy okay. to say, but I kind of think so. Okay. Because like everybody else is taking something else off the table. Kendrick Nunn might, is that's the reason why I'm going to Kendrick Nunn, because it's like, okay, he... He also doesn't take a ton off the table. He's got pretty good decision making. Ball handler picks up the pace. Why not? A, I just can I ask why not Ariza? Why not Ariza? Because that's been the guy in our yeah, minds yeah, this fair, whole time. Fair, where it's fair. like, okay, no, I agree. I agree. Bays and Ariza are going to be the two who who light this light those three up. You know, I agree. I agree. No, I think that's I think that's that's fair. I, I think I think I'm just nervous now about Ariza. Okay, that's fair. With like you're gonna miss all that time. He already had a weird last season. The yeah, I think I'm. I think I gotta change my answer. That if he's healthy, if he's got his wind, if he's the player. But that's a lot of ifs, you know. I, I, I get I what you're saying. It, it's 
it it's sort of stacking up to maybe be a disappointing season for a result already, which is which is a bummer. Yeah, it's hard, and I, I I'm like. I just I wanted to throw out a, like a kind of a bold take so that we can revisit this with plus minus data okay. in you know a few weeks and and see if see if we have any lineup data with with that squad. Can I tell you what the ideal one would be in my mind? Yeah, please. Like in a perfect world. Yes. It'd be the 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 four guys I've named already: Russ, uh-huh. Bazemore, yeah, AD, and LeBron, and Talon. Yeah. Like in a perfect world, in a in a. Yeah. In an in an ideal world, mm-hmm. that is our best five man lineup. Now, mm-hmm. I say that because in an ideal world, Tht takes on the the defensive challenge that's been thrown at right. him yeah. and meets it or exceeds it. Yeah, and his perimeter shooting improves. I, I still think that it, he's going to take another season or two to to really get mm-hmm. where we want him to get from three point land. Mm-hmm. But just enough, just enough to be able to to be serviceable and be out there with those guys. Yes. To me, if that is our best five man lineup, yes. that's a great sign. I agree. It would be. I'm just a little worried based on what I saw in the preseason with Talon. It was just like some of the same, getting lost out there, yeah. overcommitting on help, doing like the little the little defensive things. It's like, ooh, dude. I agree, but it's also not, everybody yeah. out there was like still trying to figure yeah, the right. defense right. out. AD wasn't exactly. out there as much exactly. as he normally would be. All great points. So, yeah, I'm, we'll have to see again. It. I'm not we'll predicting that that'll be our best five. No, no, no. Lineup. But you're right. That would that's the ideal. World. If I agree. like, I agree. In the best, the best case scenario for this team, youth, is that's our best. Speed. Yeah, length. I agree. Yeah, it would be electric. Um. All right. Final kind of lineup question. Yeah, man. Of these kind of borderline guys, of which I think we have a few, uh-huh. who who is in or out of the rotation by the end of the season? Um, I'm worried. I'm worried about Ellington. I can lie. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I just Ellington and and Carmelo and Rondo are the three that I I could see getting under Frank Vogel's skin the most. For all that they put on the table for offense, what they take off the table for defense, I'm I'm nervous about their how they'll curry favor with the head coach. Okay, who's going to be the, like a surprise guy for you who may who cracks the rotation? I already said it, Austin Reeves. <laughs> Believe it. Okay. Book it. Just kidding. I don't know. I like. I don't know if it'll actually happen, but again, this is this is like the danger of the preseason, right? You read too deeply into it. But the things that I saw, I felt like were very transferable into an actual NBA game. I agree. He seems like he's going to have a very minor role, and it's basically just going to be like help us win. And that, from what I've what I've learned about his background, he he was like in high school and stuff like that, and all the way up, he was a glue guy, a winner, and was not a star. Right. That was never what he tried to be. So it, it makes he, winning basketball plays kind of kind, kind of, guy. of guy. And like his whole basketball career, he's he's been training to be that and he's act, actively done that on the court. And that's I think that's just really rare just in the NBA in general because most of the guys that make it to the NBA are the star all the way up right. and then have to learn how to be a role player. But then like you you have like like Kuzma is a great example. Yeah. Like he was the guy in high school and then he wasn't the guy in, in Utah, but then he kind of like found it again. And then he came to the Lakers and was like, no, I'm the guy again. 
and then you had to get, get shrunk in again. It's that, that's like a very yeah. difficult push pull. We talked the same thing with like Drummond, where it's like you were a star. It's time to be a role player. Yeah, or Dwight. It's a hard transition. DeAndre. This like this this dude Reeves has Mellow. been training to be a role player since he picked up a basketball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I I think I actually think that he, for all the reasons you're saying, I think that he could could crack the rotation. Mm-hmm. I think you're right that Ellington is the guy most likely at this point Ugh, to fall out. And I don't want. I just I really see don't him want that. falling into the West yeah. Matthews kind of yeah. role. Yeah, sadly, because I think we were really excited when we signed him. So I don't know. I, I don't. I know. I'm not trying to like flush this guy to start the season. No, of but course not. I, I could see him. He's, falling and he's out. a much more legit shooter than uh, like Ben McLemore even. But we saw what happened to Ben McLemore. <laughs> so yeah, I mean Ben has some other deficiencies though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a greater degree than Wayne Ellington. I agree. Like, Wayne Ellington is never going to just, like, miss an assignment. He just might not be a a capable enough defender to handle it. Exactly, exactly. Macklemore would just, like, miss assignments all the time and also decide to just, like, take things off the dribble when he shouldn't, so. Yes, exactly, Um, exactly. All right, Luke, last thing here. Let's talk about the team, big picture. Yeah. So... The Lakers over under this season is 52 and a half. Uh-huh. We are plus 190 to win the West. We're first by a, by a pretty healthy margin, actually, in the betting oh. odds to win the West. Uh, and we're plus 333 to win the finals. We're second to the Nets, who are plus 230. So it's, it's actually okay. decently close. That's better, that's better than I thought it would be. The over under seems low considering those two other points, though. Yeah. So, I mean, for some context, last season, it was a shortened season. Yeah. We won 42 games. If you extend out that winning percentage, it would have been 48 games, but obviously we missed a lot of AD and, and LeBron, so that's low. In 2020, uh-huh. we were on pace for 60 wins. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're not too far out in the outfield saying that 52 and a half feels low. I will say that the yeah. the money is on the under right now. Uh-huh. Interestingly. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I think that this team's going to figure it out and rack up wins. I really like. I think that there will be some bumps, but I think once it clicks, it's going to click yeah. intensely. Yeah, and that's that's part of the reason why. Like, I'm I'm intrigued by that number one in the West because I think that I think that we're gonna we're gonna see watch watch the way that the Suns play. Like, they're gonna have the bubble tax as the season goes on. I think mm. so. They're gonna they're gonna look great in the beginning, and then they might start to slip because mm, okay. it's like, dude, like you know, Chris Paul has got a lot of. A lot of age in right. those legs because of how deep they went into the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. And I think the Lakers are going to follow an opposite trajectory, figuring a lot of stuff out. But then to close the season, I think they're going to just be murdering teams, racking them up three quarter wins after three quarter wins. I think that the TV networks agree with you because most of our nationally televised games, of which half of our games are nationally televised, are on the <laughs> back half of the season. I love it. So I th- it makes sense. Yeah. I think that's where I think that's where this team's going to go. And I think once we click just because of the pace and the different curveballs and also most important point most important point for the entire basketball game odds are the lakers will have the most dominant physical presence on the court at all times yes that like just think about any sport <laughs> you have the most <laughs> physically dominant athlete on the court lebron james anthony davis russell westbrook one of those three most most settings they're they're not they're not shy of getting contact. They're not shy of getting to the rim. A lot of stars are. Yeah, they, they, there are obviously notable exceptions like like Giannis or something like that. He's really the only. Seen, he's really the only one 
to be honest. But we've seen I mean, Embiid is dominant, but in a different way. Yeah, right. Jokic is dominant, but in a different way. In terms of physically imposing, Giannis is the only guy who who maybe surpasses those those three. But like, we'll have more than one. I know, I know. (laughs) Like when Giannis is on the court, we'll have LeBron and AD. And And Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook. So it's like, that that's the secret sauce to me that once they figure out the kinks you rack up regular season wins when you got the biggest strongest guys yeah i'm with you so two two last things to to close us out here let's do it any key stats that you're going to be following this season i've got a couple but anything that you want to keep an eye on for this season turnovers okay great one uh rebounds rebounding rate okay cuz I, I think that those Okay, turnovers on both both ends of the court. So like turnovers that we're committing, how the offense is gelling, how many risks we're taking, turnovers that we're causing and the amount that we're able to get out on the run. But I also think that even more important than turnovers is going to be rebounding for our ability to have high pace and and be the team that we want to be. I think that rebounding is is the ticket and we have to get rebounds considering the personnel. We Again, we're talking bigger, faster, stronger guys. Yeah. I think that in order to optimize that, we need to be able to scramble. We need to be able to get in chaos, get get 50-50 balls. And if we can do all of those things, I think that that will lead to wins. I think those are great points. This is why you're the the coach on this podcast. Coaches love, <laughs> you know, rebounding and turnover stats. Yeah, exactly. Stocks and rebounds. Yeah. Uh, the, ones, the ones that I'm going to be following are net rating and non-LeBron minutes. Ooh, that's a good one. This is where really we've struggled the last two seasons, yep. right? We just drop yep. off a cliff when he goes off the floor. Yes. I think if our if our net rating in non-LeBron minutes is still, you know, strongly positive, uh-huh. I think yep. we're going to be just 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 fine. Um I, I think that's really the 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 key one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um in ter- in terms of just being curious pace. Yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Such a, that's a great one. Such a we like we were i think we were like the 16th highest pace last year like is for us to go to 16th to like top 3 that'll it's going to break our brains man yeah and actually it's be crazy I, basketball i think the crazy thing is if you look at our pace if you look at our our fast break rankings in the 20 yeah. playoffs when we won the championship okay. uh-huh. we were like top 4 in every single fast break category cool which was not the case last yeah. season which no, it was only one 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 series, but obviously they, you yes, know, with the injuries and everything. So yep. I think we got to get and, back and to that. Phoenix is making everything, man. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's hard to get out on our own when there's no rebounds. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, Luke. To finish us off, last thing here. What has you most excited about this season? Russell Westbrook, man. I I'm just excited. I I've I've all, I've had a negative view of the dude as a basketball player i haven't gotten to know him very much as a person the limited glimpses that i've seen of him as a person in press conferences and stuff i had no idea he was that endearing colby hmm. said that he is the most similar player to him in the nba i'm just excited to get to know what russell westbrook for a whole season go through the whole trials and tribulations and then hopefully come around just loving the guy and celebrating what he does bring and hopefully give him that home to change his legacy yeah because you know he's he's like one of the all-time triple double leaders if if he can get chips with the lakers 
And that redefines the whole thing. Yeah. His whole career goes from, oh, he's a stat patter. He only gets rebounds yep. because of Steven Adams, whatever, to like, no, this dude's a winner. Yep. And I, I want the Lakers to do that with him. I want him to do it for the Lakers. Hometown guy. Yeah, that, that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but if you want to get to know him more as a person, he does have yeah. a documentary that just came All out right. on Showtime. Okay, Like cool. it came out like last week. So you can you can check that right out. On. No free ads. I'll check it out. Um, the thing that has me most excited this season, Luke, it's Russell yeah. Westbrook, but I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. say a different thing just to be cool. you know, not to be redundant. Yeah. It's having the staples center environment back. Yes. Yes. It's having the energy of the fans of a real live sporting event back. I think that the guys are gonna feed off of that. Uh-huh. I think that they've missed that. I think that it adds to the excitement and the energy. It gives us a real home court advantage. I'm I'm very very excited to have that back again, and I'm excited to go back. And hopefully hopefully you guys listeners will uh, will go to some games. I know John and I are, are planning on it too. So yes. let's make it happen. I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in to this uh, season preview pod. Yeah. And uh, invite you to also subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, you can see how well these takes age. And please follow us on social media. Um, our, uh, our Twitter is at Luke Walton Laker and our Instagram is at Luke Walton Talks Lakers. Anthony Davis for Defensive Player of the Year. Bet it. Love it. Love it. Russell Westbrook, hometown kid. And if you're a problem, problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or uh, nine with it. Yeah. If you're in Indiana. (laughs)